we are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast today. We get to jump in and break down our message from December with Pastor Willie George. Uh, this was a this wasn't an intimidating uh, message for me, Matt. I don't know about you, but just kind of going through it. Actually, at the breakfast, I I was trying to absorb it all, and I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, I was just no, like, was... "Where are we? Where are we going?" And uh, the good news is, I think. I think I was able to decipher some of it, and we can talk about it today. But we we may actually have the shortest the shortest Brotherhood podcast uh, in the history of Brotherhood podcasts because I don't know. We might just point back to the to the uh, breakfast and say, "Go listen to it," and uh, maybe we'll do a call in show and let people call in and explain what they think. It's definitely one of those podcasts that or uh, messages that. The Holy Spirit has a unique way of taking things that are um, general and broad and pointing them right at you, you know, when you're listening. But we really can't do that for each listener individually. Of course, we can talk about what the Holy Spirit may have said to us, but that's where, you know, you're right. This is a time where you go back and listen to it. You listen to it again. You listen to it again. Because if nothing else, it gives you that aerial view of where the world's at that there's a long arc, a long timeline, you know, these kind of things, when you get this message. So if you haven't listened to the message, you know, it's a lot of um, walking through biblical events, their significance, events that should happen. You know, he talks about prophecy, but like, I'm a big Marvel fan. I don't know if that's you, Evan, but you know, Marvel kind of got a hold of me, you know, when the, sh- the movie started coming out. Then when I started realizing, man, there's a, there's a plan to this. Like, there is a broader scope to what's going on here. They're thinking way far ahead. We're watching these movies that inside their little runtime are great stories. But then they get so much better a few movies later when you realize, oh, wow, that had so much more significance than I realized. So, of course, Marvel's kind of taken the movie world by storm, and they've done that by having this long arc and this long plan. Well, that's how I received this message is you're like, wow, this is an incredible – we fit into a much larger plan. You know, if we were a movie created by, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that production company, we're like just that one little movie in the middle, and there's a huge arc. There's a big bad at the end. There's, you know, different players going to sacrifice their life in different ways. So that's what gets me excited with these kind of things. And taking them to a practical level is just, you know, that's where God comes in. He gives you that wisdom to drop it to like, wow, okay, this big event, you know, I pulled away. You know, he said, in the end, we win. And that's, I mean, really, that was why I walked away. I was like, oh, yeah, in the end, you know, not to get – not to really nerd out here, but in the end, Tony Stark is going to say, I am Iron Man, and Thanos is blipped. Whoa, 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 did I, did whoa, too whoa, far on whoa. You, you got to go spoiler uh, alert. If, you, if they haven't seen you, you had yet. me there for a little bit. I was, th- I was thinking that we were we were like Thor the Dark World here for a little you bit. You haven't seen Endgame? You went to the snap. 
No, I've seen it. I was just, I was just tr- like, you didn't give anybody a, like a like a breath to like know that you were gonna drop. Oh, you're that right. Should, well, just, spoiler, alert, man. You got to remember the like the the timeliness uh, or the timelessness of podcasts. So you know, it's possible five six years from now, somebody somebody may not Gosh, have heard well, it. Can but you edit that out? I, I like where you're going with that because I I think. I think you actually did a really good job of uh, making this a little bit more digestible in terms of like the broad scope of what he talked about in relation to the bigger picture, which which he definitely talked about. Like he said, uh, when you don't stop and look at the long game, and in your case, it'd be the end game, you're going to miss the things that God does. And I think that like when we take a, a, a holistic approach to looking at God, who's an infinite being who created us with our limited viewpoint of, of who we are. Like our timeline is, is from like, we, we have a beginning and we have an end. Like that's, that's what we know. That's what's natural to us. But we, we are created by a being that, that doesn't play by those same rules. And so sometimes just trying to understand all of that stuff all at once, uh, it it can take a little bit. And I think pastor George did a, did a really good job of maybe just even giving a glimpse of, of the bigger picture that sometimes we don't see. Sometimes we're, we're in a situation where just, it feels like the entire world's falling apart and, and he can kind of come back in and say, you know what, what's happened before will happen again. Nothing's new under the sun. Here's the situation that we're in. I know how it ends. I know, I know where things are going. So I have peace in that despite the challenges, despite, you know, the evidence around us that we believe based on our limited knowledge uh, that the entire world is falling apart. Yeah, it's good. Oh, good. Yeah, so it was it was good. I, I, there was a couple things I wanted to dive into with you and and just get your thoughts. But man, I, I think if if we were to summarize the whole thing, I I think I think that did it right there. The old uh, the old Marvel illusion. Which by the way, I'm just I'm just gonna. I saw Spider Man three. It was awesome. Or not Spider Man three. Spider Man Far From yeah. Home. It's pretty awesome. So you, that one yeah, that was yeah. a gold nugget. That, that's my uh, one word review for the uh the review section of this podcast so just so you know that <laughs> all right so i don't know if you did if you were at the <laughs> breakfast then you were able to kind of hear the entire thing if you listen to the podcast before this which is the just the audio from it it did cut off a little bit before uh i was able to start it so th- you're missing a couple sentences of what pastor george said and, it, and the podcast just kind of jumps into his message which uh, I don't even know if anybody actually noticed, but it, it sets up kind of what he was talking about when he said uh, before it was cut off, one third of the Bible is composed of scriptures that foretell the future. Uh, many have been, been, many of them have been fulfilled. And then he kind of went into like how that happens and, and what God does with that. But uh, I, I think the, the really interesting thing that I kind of took from what the message was that Pastor George brought at the breakfast but then actually looking at the Christmas message that uh, Pastor Witt talked about on Sunday, and I, I I think it gave a little bit more depth to what both of them were talking about, even though they were kind of two completely different subjects. So if you look at uh, what Pastor George was talking about, we, are, we already kind of alluded to that a little bit, but we, we have said it a couple times that God is an infinite be- being and he has all knowledge. So for him, Pastor George talked about it. He doesn't have any new ideas. There was never a situation where it's like, oh, I'm just going to send, you know, it'd be a good idea if I sent Jesus to the cross because then you can, you know, Adam screwed it all up. And now we're in a situation where I got to fix it. Like that's kind of where things are. So I'm going to try to articulate this because it, it made sense in my brain. But sometimes when I say it out loud, it doesn't, it doesn't always connect. So if God had a, a plan from the very beginning, he knew he was going to have to uh, send his son to enter the world, 
But that also means that like when he created the world and he created Adam and Eve, he, he knew that sin was going to be a part of that entire equation. And I think he knew that sin was an, a, a part of that equation because it's because he's love and love has to be demonstrated a certain way. So, so pastor wits or, or wits message had, had three bullet points and you guys can hop over the church on the move podcast to listen to it. But basically what he said was we were created for love. We were created by God and in the image of God. And we were created for love because he loved us. Uh, he said that love makes you vulnerable and that love comes at a cost. And ultimately love says I'm tied to you. So what happened was Jesus made his problems, our problems. So kind of going back into all the different things that we've talked about from pastor George over to wit, the, all of the infinite being stuff is, is really hard to comprehend, but really what becomes hard to comprehend is like he foresaw all of this stuff and still did it. Uh, in the Bible, it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I would venture to say before we were even created, Christ died for us because he knew at that point that, well, not at that point, but he knew all along that in order for him to truly express love, for him to truly demonstrate to us the, the depth of love, that there had to be sin in the world. There had to be an opportunity for us to fail. He knew that we would, but then he also knew what what it would take to demonstrate that love so that we could understand it. And so there's just, it just feels like there's just a ton of layers uh, on all these different pieces of pulling back and saying, all right, God knows all. He's an infinite, infinite being. He created us. He loves us. All these different things. But it also gives me solace knowing, like looking at our tiny viewpoint of the world and the challenges that we sometimes face or even just the evils that it seems like are out there. And it's like, how could God allow some stuff like that to happen? How, how can, how can these things exist when we have a God that is love? And I think in, and just, again, a, a barely scratching the surface uh, explanation, I, I think it kind of encompasses it here that it's because of his love demonstrated for us that there had to be a separation between who we are and who he is and that we have that need for love, but love means that he has to go into our mess. He has to go into our sin and redeem us from that. And I think that that's part of the explanation of why, you know, the world is the way that it is. We have hope knowing that he has overcome the world, but at the same time, when you just look at the situation and the problems that we have in the world, it sometimes we just go, God, where are you in all of this? And I, I think ultimately he's sitting there going, I loved you so much. I was willing to get into this mess uh, for you and walk through it with you. So that's what that was the conversation that happened in my brain. But I just want to make sure that that made sense because that's kind of the first thing that I got out of this. Uh, you know, having that just heard what Pastor Whit had said on Sunday, and then kind of reflecting what Pastor George said, you know, earlier this month. I think that's a great conclusion. If you were to listen to the, all that podcast and then just take that se segment, I think that wraps it up and sends it home for the underlying theme i think god was presenting through pastor george in that you know love is a huge buzzword right now you know it's all in our culture and i don't know if it's more than ever before I've, i didn't live in another time period but it feels like it like when i look at how much it's if i compare my lifetime now or the time of my life now to the time of my life 20 years ago i think man love is much bigger word much a lot, lot more definitions, a lot more perspectives, a lot more people's lenses you're looking through. 
But none of those definitions comes close to God's relentless love throughout the arc of history, where he's consistently foretold, hey, this is going to happen, good or bad. And I'm going to bring this to pass. If it's a bad thing, I'm going to bring restoration. If it's a good thing, I'm going to fulfill it. He's consistently done that. And when you look at that, that that begins to touch on how much God really loves you and the strength of that love in your own personal life. Yeah, I, I like I said, I keep saying I, I don't think we've even scratched the surface, and I think that that kind of applies to just the infinite amount of of God's love. And I mean, that also speaks to the the you know, Pastor Whit made a really good point on Sunday. He said that because we were made in the image of God, we have that God sized hole in us that just it's it's an un, uh, unquenchable amount of love. Like he, he said something to the effect of with my kids, there's never going to be an instance where it's like, you know what? You don't need to tell me that you love me anymore. I'm good. You've said it enough. I feel loved. We're good. Like there's, I, I have, I have hit my limit of love and that, that doesn't exist. And that's, I, I think that kind of speaks to it a little bit of, of why we as beings created in the image of God have that constant desire for love. But I think that also means that we can never truly provide that amount of love to somebody else that's that only God can provide to you. And so that's, I, I think that kind of gives a little bit of a window into just like how, how important it is and why we have, I think a lot of the the flaws that we have is because we're constantly chasing that Why We have a lot of the issues that we do. It's just, we're trying to find that love in places that ultimately we can never fulfill the desire that we have or the need that we have to be loved. And, and just knowing that in addition to the, again, going back to the amount of uh, lengths that God had to go to demonstrate that love to us, that's, that's the big takeaway for me, because it's like, you know, if he, if God just said, Hey, I created you, you're, you're my creation. I love you. Um, would that have been, been enough? You know, maybe for, for my finite amount of logic, it would, but for him, he's like, Hey, I've created these, these, my children in my image, they're going to have to, they're going to have to see it all the way through. They're going to have to see it all the way through to loving them, not just when they're lovable, but loving them when they're unlovable and loving them for the long game, loving them when maybe the entire time I'm chasing them, maybe the entire time I'm knocking, but they will still know my love because of this to, to the extent that I was willing to send my son to the cross, that I was willing to go through all of the, just the entire process, the, the horrible crucifixion process, all of that uh, to demonstrate that love. And again, like it seems so simple. It seemed like you're watching a movie, right? And you're just, you're just waiting for that person to just say, I love you back. Uh, or you're, you're waiting, you know, for that happy ending. And it would be so easy for them to just come to their senses and come around and, and, and realize it. But a lot of time it's that loss. It's, it's, it's that, that moment when they've, they've pushed love to the limit is when they realize that they, that person truly was demonstrating love. And sometimes for, you know, for us as humans, it's too late with God. It's not. But I think that sometimes we feel like we've pushed God to the limit. We feel like we've gone all the way through, but you know, for that person that's saying that to themselves right now, based on what I'm reading here and based on, you know, the two messages that we're referencing, I, I think the depth of God's love is so much greater than we can even imagine. And in some cases, we really need that because we really screwed it up 
uh, and, and we really put uh, ourselves in a position to be very unlovable. And yet through it all, you know, Christ was still willing to die for us, still cares about us, still loves us. And going back to what Pastor George says, we know that he loves our uniqueness. He created us that way. He created us to be individuals. So it's it's not about us being this cookie cutter version of something uh, that that we think we should be. God loves, uh, like he like he said, the the stones are unique. They're all different shapes. They're all different sizes, and that's the way that God created us. And He wants mm, that for us. So He doesn't want us to to conform and be the bricks that Pastor George talked about. He wants us to be those living stones because that's the way He created us, and and that's and He loves us the way that we are. Yeah, I was looking at some of the notes I took. Pastor George started out with this idea that if you that you are eternal, you know, we are a spirit. And he brought out the idea that if when you look at yourself through the eyes of an eternal being, you are going to be around forever, whether it's in the state of being in a physical body or whatever is post after this, you know, whatever is going on with people who have died and have, you know, Christ hasn't come back yet. So there's that space there, whatever your theological belief there is there, you're still an eternal being. When you began to talk about the limits of love and, you know, we never quite hit the limit of God's love. And in that we start to recognize, wow, I thought this was enough love. Now I realize there's so much more that I need. So we have an eternity. He has endless love and we have an eternity to live that. You know, I see those two supply, that supply and demand corresponding there. I have an eternal demand for love and he has an eternal supply of love. I think when you look at that through the lens of what Pastor George is talking about, that's pretty incredible. It's a pretty infinite, powerful God that we get to join. You know, there's portions of the Bible where it says we're made alive with Christ. We're joined with Christ. We're joined with this eternal being. Our eternal nature is a joint now joined with this eternal Godhead nature. For me, that just fill that begins to fill my that love bucket up that's on the inside of me that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's so funny. Cause I don't think I would have gotten any of that out of what he, he said, I actually stopped taking notes <laughs> in the middle of the breakfast. I was like, I'm just going to have to listen to this again. It, it is just not sinking in for me. But I, again, the, the, the two things together gave it a lot of perspective for me, but there were, there was a couple of things in there that definitely stood out. Um, you know, one of the other things that he kind of, he kind of mentioned that, kind of took me aback was he said in 2021 I've spent more time in prayer and studying God's word than ever and I feel like he said that in 2020 so he doubled down on it for this year so it's like on in one hand it's like hey like yeah. I am praying yeah. and studying a lot right now and and maybe part of that's just because of having the extra time because of you know we're still kind of in the middle of all this but on the other side of it, it's, it's hey, this is drawing him closer to God for a reason. And I think part of the reason we're drawing closer to God like he is, and I think we are, is that, you know, the world that we live in, it feels like it's falling apart. Like, you know, he talked about the lawlessness in our cities, the uh, all the political issues that we're having, the restrictions of free speech, the tyrannical politicians, the dissolution of borders. Like, he was touching on all those things. And you know, the funny thing is, I, I feel like maybe we're more aware of it now, but I, I think that's always kind of been under attack. But it, for, for now, it's just, it seems like it's in our face, like every single minute. And so I think that's part of the reason that 
you know, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like sometimes when I get into situations where I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the seasoned pro and I know what to do. I, I think I also know how many things can go wrong. And so that just that, like, that gets me in a position where I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I want to be the guy for that because, because now I know all the different challenges that potentially can happen. Cause I have that experience. I have all those failures. I have all that stuff going on. And I, I think that, you know, when we're in a situation where, you know, we're learning more and more about what's going on. It, it's easy to be fearful. It's easy to be concerned about what's going to happen. And, you know, even just something as simple as like, you know, not just my kids, kids, but maybe even my kids, like, I don't even, I couldn't even explain to you what my, what the world for my kids is going to look like in the next 10 years, maybe even the next five years. I, I, I feel like there's so much uncertainty right now that it's one thing to say like my grandkids or my grandkids, grandkids. I feel like that's what people would say. But now it's like, man, the world that my kids live in, like what is what is going to be normal for them? What is going to be the adversity and the challenges that they face? Is it is it kind of continuing on some of the things that we have or is everything just going to be so much more magnified? And that's where it's easy to worry. That's where it's easy to get into a situation where you're like, oh, man, I just feel hopeless. And, you know, walking away from that breakfast with Pastor George, I think it was really encouraging for him to say, Example after example in the Bible, here's what was prophesied, here's what's happened, here's what the what the Bible has to say about it, here's what God has to say about it, and here's the situation that we're in. He gave a, a very good uh, very good example of uh, uh, Babylon and, and Nimrod and, and the kind of world that they lived in then, and it, it sounded a lot like the world that we live in today. And the funny thing was, like, he kind of tied it all up with a bow and said, Babylon didn't work. I have faith that that God's gonna uh, do the same thing here. I don't know what it is. He he didn't say what it was, so you know, spoiler alert. If you're looking for the answer, it's it's not in there. But other than him saying <laughs> God's in control, and and because God's in control and God's proven Himself here, I have faith to believe that He will prove Himself here again. He'll take care of it. And for me, it's just draw close, build that relationship with Him. And, and move on. And that's, that's it. We don't, it, it's not that much more complex. It, it doesn't have to be this big, you know, you know, uh, you getting all the board with all the stuff and tying all the strings and, and piecing it all together. It's, it's one string. It's God is in control. He's got it. It's not my job to worry. It's just my job to be a light in the darkness and walk through it and have faith and draw people to him and point people to him. And if I can do that, I'm good. Cause I know God's going to take care of the big stuff. Yeah, I came away with this idea of to listen more and analyze less. You know, when he said he spent more time in prayer this year than ever, I was motivated. I thought I need to be spending more time in prayer. But, you know, I quickly thought, well, my life circumstances aren't the same as his. He's obviously comparing this to when, you know, he was leading the church. He had kids. So from a practical sense, maybe I have less time and I got checked inside is like well, okay what about the time you do have is it quality are you in the presence of god in prayer or are you just kind of working through the system of it are you just kind of you know running through the the going through the motions if you will to be cliche and that so i remember him saying that i thought i've got to make sure the time i spend in prayer that it's rich that i'm listening you know when i'm in that prayer time am i able to pull my mind back from the challenges that my kids are going to face that, you know, when you mentioned 
what's this world going to look like for my kids? Sometimes, you know, I watch TV or you get, you start to see commercials and you start to see what this culture has moved towards in its messages. It's pushing. And I think, wow, this is not, this has become normal, you know, whether it's homosexuality or transgenderism or these different things, like it's a normal message in media. And I think this is not what I grew up in. Like, What's the answer? This is normal now. Like, what's it look like five years from now, 10 years from now when my kids are, you know, my kids are a little younger than yours. You know, my oldest being seven, but fast forward five, you just said five years. He's 12. Okay. That's a pretty big time age, right? He's about to hit into a teenhood. Well, what's the messages being pushed towards him? And that's, I start to come away. The quality of prayer I need is to listen more and try to figure out less, which it's counterintuitive because yes, should I have a plan for my kids? I probably should. I should be thinking about, you know, what, when do we need to start having these conversations of the messages about sex, the messages about money, the message of gambling. I mean, that's a, that's so big that that's so pervasive. Now it goes far beyond what I ever encountered in gambling when I was a kid. And I think, man, I'm going to have to figure out how to navigate why gambling can be so destructive to your life and what the Bible says about it. Like, what do you even do? Like, how do you, what scripture talks about that? Listen, they're there, but it's like, that's what's going through my head. And then, okay, it's let's listen more, Matt. Let's listen more because the Holy Spirit's going to guide you through that. God's going to guide you through that. When you face that, let's not solve a problem you don't have yet. Let's wait until, and that's where that quality of prayer comes into play. The, The picture I got in my head is, Okay, am I spending that time in God's presence so that when it's time for me to move on something or teach something, I'm listening and I'm ready to yield and be obedient. That is great. That that a, a plus for Matt on <laughs> on that explanation. I, I think I think I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. You know, when you said we can't just go through the motions anymore, I I I truly believe that going back to what Pastor Lee said that uh, what was it? Uh, good times make soft or make weak men or something like that. We're, and and he kind of identified that kind of we're in that 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 section of the timeline. But I think it's just because we are going through the motions. We're just we're either kind of faking it till we make it, or you know, we're, there's no true adversity for us to really have to stand up to. And I, I think now that's starting to rise. And it could just be the age that we're at. It could just be you know, that we're, we're finally at a, at a point in our lives where we're paying more attention to that. But I don't think that's the case. I, I feel like, uh, even kids these days are, kids are talking about politics. Kids, like I have kids that know politics. They know what's going on with the virus. They know what's going on with everything in the world. They're a lot smarter than you think. And just because of the amount of connectivity that we have to each other, they're having to deal with a lot more of that stuff. I, I think that's why there's been a huge push for mental mental health because there's so many people that become hopeless because of the amount of information around them. Not to say that there wasn't issues back in the day. There was there was world wars going on back in the day. So they they had plenty to be anxious about. But still that there's there's a lot of stuff as kids that you're getting hit with way earlier than I think you ever would have even thought about. And now it's becoming mainstream or it's becoming, you know, the voice of culture that's constantly in front of your face. And we as leaders, we as men, we as brothers need to step up and lead through that. We need to be able to have those conversations. We need to be able to be um, the leaders in our family that no matter what adversity comes, no matter uh, what culture brings in, in, in the current of culture that comes through, 
that we're able to have those conversations and walk our families through that and lead well through that. Because ultimately, going back to the very thing that we talked about in the beginning, God is love. He created us for love. And a lot of the, a lot of the issues that we're dealing with right now all tie back to love. People just want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They're, they're seeking out the approval of something. They want to be on the right side. They want to be on the right team. You know, and it, a lot of it's acceptance. But again, it's, it's, it, it's that feeling of belonging, that feeling of being loved and appreciated and, and making a difference. And so I think a lot of people's motivation is not bad. I, I think love is motivating a lot of it. But for us, it's, it's helping to differentiate what's truly going on here. And, and having a, a, a speaker like Pastor George come in and just kind of go, man, take a deep dive into some parts of the Bible that you probably would have skipped over pretty quickly and then tie that together and then just walk out of the room. That, I, I think we needed it. But at the same time, you know, that I, hopefully it's a call to kind of tune in a little bit deeper and recognize, okay, you know what? The Bible's more than just the book of Proverbs or the book of Psalms. So it's like there's a lot more in there. <laughs> Like if we just if we just focus on the wisdom stuff, that's good. Like that's going to help. But there's other stuff going on here, and you know God sees all that. And I, I think there's purpose for those things being included in the Bible. And I think this is one of them. It's for us to look a little bit deeper. So when we have that despair coming and we have that hopelessness coming in, looking on uh, looking at what's going on in the world, you know, to have that that ability to just see right through it and say, you know what. This has happened before. This, you know, the, the Bible spoke specifically about it, and it was in Genesis, like right back to the beginning of the Bible. And and Pastor George did a did a, a great job of kind of realigning uh, our focus in that to say, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen in the short term, but I do know what's going to happen in the long term. And God is in the in the long term game. He has a plan. He has that Marvel Cinematic Universe that we all want to be a part of. Uh, and we play an intricate role in that. And sometimes like we don't feel like it's much. It could be a throwaway line. It could be a throwaway part that like we just think is a little tiny bit, but it, it all plays into that bigger picture and we all have that role to play. And so for me that when you said just going through the motions, that, that really connected with me because I, I think that we need to make sure that we are stepping up as leaders, we're stepping up as brothers, and we're not just allowing things to, to brush past us and, and just kind of fake our way through it. We need to say, we need to spend more time with God. We need to spend more time in prayer. We need to spend more time in the Bible and put these things together because other people are going to be looking to us for what's happening right now. Just like, I think we look sometimes to pastor George saying, all right, where's this all going? And he just says, you know, look, look in Genesis this is what happened. This is uh, this is how it ends. And I have no reason to believe that God will do anything different. And he just lays out the plan. He did did what he said he was going to do here. He did what he said he was going to do here. He did what he said he was going to do here. Here's the situation. Here's what he says he's going to do. Yeah, that's good. It allows you to take a deep breath and relax. That's what it does for me. <laughs> you have to be vigilant. You got to man your post, Matt. You can't. You can relax a little bit, but you still got to man that post, baby. <laughs> so it's like a man in your post, but like while you're there. Your, you know, what it reminds me of is, if you ever saw that movie, Sniper, I think it's called Sniper. It was, or American Shooter or something like that, but it had um, Wahlberg in it. And there was a, a, like a small, like, sniper lesson in there. And he talked about how relaxed you had to be. Mm. And that, that's the picture just flashed in my mind is, 
he's obviously poised. You know, that movie is about him being a sniper and snipers are having to make an exact shot. It make a very, it has to be deadly, has to be on time, on point. And they, you know, only watch movies. I don't know any about this, but I, from what I see in movies, there's only a window of time. It's not like, like you have all day to make that shot. You have a right. small amount of time where it's in your scope in order for you to, you know, the, the picture that they talk about is like your, your finger has to be very relaxed as you're pulling that trigger because even, mm. you know, even squeezing it too hard and just knocking your barrel, you know, a millimeter to the left or right over a mile's time is in a huge amount of space. That's what I think I, I, I get the sensation of is I'm poised, I'm ready, I'm in position, but there's a piece that's there. It's like, okay, my part here is not, not everything rides on my part. Not right. everything rides on just me. And there's a grace. It doesn't minimize the importance of my responsibility, but there is a grace to my own fallibility and my own humanity. That's where I come away when I, I remind myself that God did this, God did this, God did this. It's highly likely, if not a certainty, that he's going to do this, this, and this in the future. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had a similar conversation with my son. We were talking about shooting free throws. I was like, you can control your feet. You can control where you look. You can control your release and 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 all the, the mechanics of shooting that ball. But once the ball leaves your hand, you're not in control anymore. And so you, you have to kind of recognize your part. And having peace in that moment, preparing for that shot like you were talking about, it, it's all the same. Like there, There's definitely a part that we play in all of this. But we trust God just like we trust that the ball is going to go into the hoop once we've done our part. Like he carries it the rest of the way. He takes it the rest of the way. In your, your case, you're murdering people. But, you know, I'm just shooting basketball here. But the uh, <laughs> I, I think the idea is the same. <laughs> we control what we control and let God take care of the rest. And, you know, hopefully not sniper somebody. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, it kind of depends on what your role in life is. I suppose. I suppose. Maybe maybe we're liberating people, so maybe it's important. I don't know. That's a yeah, maybe that's a whole different podcast, I think. Yeah, that's a completely different topic that I know very little about. So all right. Well, hey, on that, one. that is that's all the notes I have. I, I did not have a lot on this. And the good news is that we are by no means the end all be all for being able to decipher what Pastor George had to say. So hopefully for you. This is uh, what I'm going to say is use this time if you were planning on an hour long podcast to uh, go back and listen to the other one, because I don't think anybody, anybody here could say it better than Pastor George did. But I will say this, the, the more that I listened to it, the, the deeper that I went into kind of what he was talking about and even just some of the stories that he mentioned in terms of like the prophecy or just what the Bible said and then what had actually happened. For me, that was like, oh, wow, that's there's there's a lot more here. And sometimes, you know, when we talk about having faith or we talk about just kind of, you know, looking at the the long game that God plays in that moment, like today, yesterday, this year, it it doesn't feel like, you know, maybe the ball has moved that much. It doesn't look like the needles really shifted. But in in the in the grand scheme of things, and even in in some of the things that he was talking about, from the quotes of Mark Twain to you know some of the countries and how much they've changed, and you know people coming and going uh, from Israel and all that other stuff, that did not happen in a six month time period. That happened over a long period of time. So even if you're you know doubling down and having trying to have faith, this is definitely something I'm walking through right now. I'm like God, I have faith. 
cool. Like, I believe in you. I know that you're going to do it. Where's my result? And then I was like, oh, nope. Trust God with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Uh, God, I'm giving this to you. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, okay, God, like I've trusted you that I've, I have faith for it. Like, where's my answer? Where are we going? And then a week later, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So is God not faithful because, you know, he's not giving me the, the desires of my heart, the things that I want? No. Again, with an infinite being and, and the timeline that he has, like he has perfect timing, his timing doesn't always match my timing. And I got to have that patience. But man, it would be nice if uh, if it was just that instantaneous, miraculous thing uh, and being able to see that. that. That would be great. I know that he has a probably a much better explanation for why it doesn't play out that way. But uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure hopeful every once in a while that that'll come to fruition. Regardless, God is faithful. Doesn't matter uh, the timeline. It's, uh, it's all in his time. It's good. It's good. Yeah. That's, that's about all I had as far as notes wise. So I'm right there with you. You know, I think we've worked this through what God would want to say. And then from here, it's go back and listen to the podcast. And what can God say specifically and individually to you through the message of God said he was going to do it, then he did it and he's continuing to do it. Absolutely. Well, make sure you tune in next month. Make sure you come join the breakfast for January with uh, Pastor Whit George. He always helps us kick off the new year. So we're excited to have him. And like we say on all the podcasts, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.